mind up, we drink till the drains diminish. Give a fuck what you think, came to rage your village. Yeah, bitches, fucking back. Rage and Pillage podcast, motherfuckers. Da, 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 da. As always, I'm your host, Burley, and uh, I'm joined by... Uh, the Vibe Curator. The Frequency Elevator. Uh-huh. Black Brother Thunder. The Black Brother. The Chocolate Boy Wonder. Oh, hell yeah. Josh is here. What's up, brother? What's going on, fellas? We are joined by an OG of Burley After Dark. An OG. <laughs> He's one of the guys that used to hop on every fucking time at 2 a.m. when Burley was hammered and would fucking just start spewing his nonsense online. It was, it was, it was fucking great. And then we haven't talked for a while and I was cruising my TikTok and one of his videos showed up. It was a long ass video and I was fucking captivated. This dude's got a fucking story. So Zach from Brother Max Barbecue is fucking here. What's up, brother? What up, Bob? Yeah, I've been a long time coming, man. Uh, good to be here. And dude, and I was t- trying to talk to my wife about how long ago we were jumping on those lives. And it was when I lived in my old house. <laughs> and I've lived here for like a year, dude. So it's been a cool minute. Not it's to, been a cool minute. Not Long to, time coming. Not to give out any details of what we're going to talk about later, but there were still remnants on your upper eyebrow of your old ways back when we were talking. Yeah, I'm not gone now. Yeah, way not back gone. then, there was still a little, a little bit there, and I would call it out. You'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. But we're going to yeah. talk about it tonight, <laughs> brother. We're going to talk about it tonight. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, sir. What you drinking on tonight, Josh? Josh, just a same old, same old man. Bush light and a little bit of FB. Oh, hell yeah. Little, little FB action. What about you, mm-hmm. uh, Zach? I got some uh, keeping it safe with the Bud Light. And I got a little bit of uh, Sprite and bourbon in here. Oh, hell yes. He, everybody comes prepared when they know that what's the deal. Some of these new guests, they come in, they're drinking water. I'm like, the fuck are you doing? So. <laughs> I, I got, I got water too. Oh, you know Three-way. that's that's gayer than monkeypox, dude. This is your first yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, <clears throat> I, I, I something happened yesterday, and I got to bring this up before we get into like your your life story and stuff. And this this is something that I have to ask everybody. I got to share my screen right quick. Um. Oh, that's that's not the right button. Goddamn. Okay, I want to preface this with your boy has been at it, um, since uh, two. So I'm I'm ready to fucking rock. All right, so here we go. Let, let's let's go ahead and. Oh, you bastard! Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and so share good. this screen for the YouTube generation out there. So this is a guy who's we're gonna we're gonna refresh it. This is a guy who is opening up a sheep stomach. Can y'all see that? Well, no, it's a cow stomach. Oh yeah, cow stomach, and he's okay. getting the partially. I can see it. Yeah, the partially digested grass out of it. Okay, let's get a little music going. Uh, so he made a bunch of little hamburger-looking situations out of it. He's grilling them up. Then he adds some wood to it. 
I tested this question out on somebody yesterday and it worked out well. So are you eating that guys? Fuck. No, dude. No, probably not. I mean, if I had to to survive, but but not not by choice, Bob. But okay, let's let's up the ante just a cunt hair. Welcome right. to the show, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> let's up the ante just I'm watching this right now and I'm I'm intrigued. Okay. What if we could guarantee guarantee 10 extra healthy years of life? You just got to eat that once a week. Uh, I'd probably be down because then I wouldn't have to quit smoking to get those extra 10 Boom. years. OK, OK. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what about you, Josh? You have to quit vaping. Okay. Or? I was about to say. Well, fine. Then I guess I'll eat that if I, as long as I can keep drinking and my liver stays fine. Yeah, it's only for ten extra years. That's fine. You're eating it straight, just like that's that? a lot of beer. Sure. Why not? Once a week, you're good. But you, how much you? What? Let's say it's five of those patties you gotta eat in one sitting. Ah. Uh. Y'all are y'all stomachs that strong? Nah, uh. I don't know, dude. I can't even eat ketchup, so I don't know. <laughs> well, it's because you're not a child. You're not a child. It's sugar pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Five. Five of them at one time. Five of them in a sitting once a week. God. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Let's up the ante. Let's up the ante. Let's up the ante. And this is this is perfect. So shout out to to Brooke. That was you know, uh friend of the show fucking this i ran this question past her and she had me laughing out loud with her responses but okay you get to pick one ingredient to mix with it but now we're gonna we're gonna dilute it a little bit though right you don't want to eat just five of those patties so you're gonna eat five of them we're gonna split it between two days and you get one ingredient to mix it into a shake a shake? A shake. Now you have to drink it. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going back to nah, eating five patties? Honestly, honestly, I think I would rather chug it than eat it. All right. What, Dude, what's, I, what? I might just skip it and start going to the gym to get those extra 10 years. <laughs> you're not getting an extra 10 years. No, no, no. no. It's, no matter what you do, you're getting 10 extra healthy years. Not, not in the back end where you're like, you want to die. It's the ones where you like you're you're like happy to be alive. Those yeah. that's that's the ones we're talking about. <laughs> like it about takes here. me back to being twenty five. Exactly, exactly. Your happiest or most healthiest time. That's what you get. You get ten years of that as long as you eat it twice a week or once a week if you're eating you know, five patties. I'm doing it. The shake or yeah, the eating, just, eating or shaking. Either one. Because you gotta chew. You get, I think you're I'd, gonna, I'd, you're I'd gonna get used to it. You're gonna get used to it. You gotta way. chew yeah. with the. You gotta chew with the eating though. Yeah, but you know, you dunk it in some right, barbecue Jake. sauce and. You oh, know. No, 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 no! Hold on! What? 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 All, all the, the additives only with the shakes. The only additives only with the shakes. Oh, yeah, no. I'm going. I'm going. Sh- I'm going shake because I feel like I can get the shake. Down what's a your? Faster. What's your? What do you add? A little to may it? come up faster too, though. <laughs> oh yeah. hell See, yeah! See, the problem is we're just assuming it's nasty. Who knows? You might eat it. Yeah, it might exactly. be fucking amazing, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It could because we're gonna get used to it. So. Oh shit, Josh! Did you test the feed? Oh. Nobody shit, tested man. the feed. <laughs> but yeah, dude, fucking. I can't imagine 
I'm going to take 10 years off my life. Fuck it, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I, There's no We're way. We're live because I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I just, we, we, we always test the sound, though. Every once in a while, we get funky sound. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, fucking is y'all, are y'all stomachs that strong? Mine's not. What's the weirdest thing you ever ate? You've been overseas. What's the weirdest thing you ever ate? Uh, I mean, nothing crazy, honestly. I mean, we eat like, like, uh, goat and stuff. Sometimes like the locals would, they'd have goat meat on like, uh, that thing that, you know, spins around and they shave it off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what it's called, but you know. Eat some of that, but uh, zero meat, lamb meat. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're North or South California? You're in California. Yeah, I'm. I'm in the. I'm in the Central Valley. I'm in California. Unfortunately, I'm in the Central Valley. Um, which I, I guess it, it would be considered Northern California, but we're not North, like close to Oregon, North. What major city are you close to? Um, closest to, I should say. Stockton's like an hour away. Hey, fucking yeah. shout out Diaz. <clears throat> yeah, um, my town um, where we live at, it's it's not a big California city. It's like 70,000 people. It's pretty big. It's like a, like a, <laughs> a smaller, I mean, not small, but you know, it's like a, it's like a big farming town, basically a big agriculture town. You want to hear or something? it was until about 20 years ago. You want to hear something wild? Yeah. What's the population of your town, Josh? I'm doing it right now because I knew you were about to say it. This is going to blow your uh, fucking mind, Zach. <laughs> this is 2020. It's probably a little bit more than this now. 2020 was 854. <laughs> oh, see, that's what that's the town. That's what I'm trying to move to. Is that in Texas? Uh, I, I think no, no, he's in Ala- I'm in he's Alabama. In Al- yeah, dude. <laughs> So oh, I think okay. I think we're probably over a thousand now. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, you just hit four digits. They threw a fucking parade. But, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're uh, I'm I'm trying to get my family and escape California, and we looked a lot at Alabama around the Huntsville area, outside That's the about, Huntsville area. Huntsville's pretty. Um, Huntsville's pretty big. I mean, they're about yeah about three and a half hours away from me, north of me. Yeah, you're probably thinking about work too, though, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but you know, the main thing is just escaping California and, um, my family's from Alabama. Uh, my dad came out to California from Alabama when he was a teenager in high school. Um, so they're, they're all from, my family's all from back that way for, they're all from Birmingham, that area, you know, so. But you want to hear the populations neat. for, uh, Huntsville, Birmingham and Montgomery in 2020? Yeah. <laughs> Huntsville is uh, almost 200,000. Wow. Birmingham is 211,000. And Montgomery wow. is 199,000. Yeah. Both of you live in bitch made cities. <laughs> yeah, you're in what? Big old Texas I'm city, in, right? I'm in Houston, dog. Yeah. Big old what city. Is, Big old city. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Yeah, if, if we don't, if if you're not counting illegal aliens, you're talking about mm-hmm. four oh million. Two point three million in 2020. No, that's just Houston proper. If you count the county, because Houston's kind of like LA, it's spread out, right? Right, right. Yeah, you're getting close to about five million people at that point, and that's just God. documented people. And we're just a pipeline from Mexico, so we are packed, dude. It's fucking awesome. 
the nightlife is awesome oh. here. <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh, I bet. So, but okay. So let's let's. All right. So did we decide y'all shake? No, hold on. Y'all didn't tell me what you're adding to your shake to fucking make it palatable. Uh, because you you said you were gonna dip it in barbecue sauce. I was like, nope. Hmm. Nah, you're going straight from the fucking. The stomach to add it to to add it to a shake. I'd I'd have to say like maybe like I'm thinking like pecan ice cream and pretend. Yeah, I was thinking like Greek yogurt and chocolate or something. No, that's two things. You're you're overdoing it, sir. You only get one thing. Oh, okay. Well, I like his idea better then. Some with with the butter pecan ice cream and like sugar. If we add five years to it. If we add five years to it, you still get to have a shake, but the only additive is mayonnaise. Ah, uh, no, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh-uh. I, 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 don't might, be I no. might be in. Mayonnaise. I might be in. I mean, I like mayonnaise. I do so like mayonnaise. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like mayonnaise. No, I saw a tweet today that said, uh, "Somebody on this planet is eating more mayonnaise than anybody alive." And they don't even know it. And I was like, yep, that's tr- fucking true. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Lord. I've got to be at least in the running of that, of like for jerking off. Right? <laughs> like somebody holds the record for jerking off. I know that one kid just died. We talked about this the other day. Some kid jerked off 56 times in a day and mm-hmm. died of a heart attack. So now we know the max. Now we know no. the max, right? So 50, I would say 53 to be safe. Is the max you yeah. should do? You, know? you gotta have one of those one of those clicker counters yeah. that they have when you walk right. into Walmart, like that fucking dyke coach I had in high school. Fuck it, <laughs> just click, 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 click. You know that guy's got to be bleeding. Oh, dude, his dick skin is ripped off like a kiwi. Ooh. Like you know, like the thin skin of a kiwi. It's like that on your dick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or else he's got calluses, like I got on my feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do y'all do y'all have good feet or bad feet? My feet are destroyed. My my feet are <laughs> fucked, dude. Like they're all cracked, yeah. and they're basically look like I, they're made of plastic. No, it's yeah. funny because uh, look, I I was actually just before the show. Oh, you're doing a little no. self care. Jesus, doing a little bit the of self care. God damn, you're making Parmesan before the podcast? Dude, uh. they're not that bad because I take care of them. So they're not bad. <laughs> dude, I've had bad feet my whole life, dude. They're just, they have like two inch cracks in them all over the place. Oh, yeah, they yeah. are Put not that okay. uh, my, in there. Dude, my feet aren't that bad, but just freaking, I'm a big old dude, you know, so all my... All my body, all my joints, freaking just take a beating, dude. You know? I was going to ask you this question. You, sir, I think are one of the lucky people on this planet. How tall are you? Six, five. God damn. <laughs> so me and you weigh the same, but I'm five inches fucking shorter. And I look like a big piece of shit. And you look like you look good. It pisses me off. <laughs> you know? Thank you. <laughs> I was I've like, actually, I've put on a bunch of weight lately. That's my my normal weight. I'd say average throughout my life is about like two sixty, but I'm like three twenty right now. So, dude, up until uh, up until I was like twenty five, I was two twenty. 
And that was like nice. And then I gained a shitload of weight. I got up to like 280 and then I lost it all, went down to 200. And now I'm hanging out at like 320, dude. It's fucking nasty. And just, yeah. The happy weight. It's beer, dude. I don't even eat that much. I don't eat that much. If I eat too much, I throw up. It's fucking weird. Yeah. If I eat more than like a burger and half my fries, I throw up. Really? But I can drink 8,000 of these sons of bitches. You know, can, can we go ahead and kill? Hey, that's that is a uh, endorsement. Miller Lite, if you want to go ahead and sponsor the show. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. All right. So let's start off. At, where should we start off? Where does your story start? I want to start like where, where do you where do you grow up, dude? Where do you grow up? So uh, I was born uh, here in California. Um, I'm the oldest of three. I got two younger sisters and my dad, when I was born, uh, was an evangelist, like a traveling preacher. Really? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, my first, you know, when I was a baby, you know, two, three years old, I I lived in a motor home and my dad, uh, traveled around, you know, preaching all over the, the Western United States. Um, and eventually, uh, settled in Phoenix, Arizona, my mom's family and, and my dad's family, like I said, my dad's family came over when he was a teenager, settled here. My mom's family is from here. Um, so this was where I'm at now is kind of, was kind of like the home base, but he preached a revival, uh, they call it in Phoenix. And I guess it was so successful. They, they asked him to come back again and then eventually asked him to take over the church there. So we moved to Phoenix permanently, like right before I started kindergarten. And, um, I was about four and uh, I grew up there in Phoenix all the way until, uh, basically I joined the army. And, uh, yeah. So, so Phoenix is where I grew up. So I spent you- a lot of time here in California, like during the summers with my grandparents and whatnot, but, but Phoenix is where I, where I call home, I guess. Did you grow up pretty heavy in the church? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, um, that the church, uh, growing up for us was our life. You know, um, we, uh, not only was my dad a pastor, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> but we were, um, we we're a Pentecostal. Yep. Um, and, and, uh, they were a part of a, an organization that was pretty, um, pretty strict, uh, Pentecostalism, you know, like we grew up with no TV, yep. didn't have TV growing up. Um, my mom and my sisters didn't cut their hair, wore dresses, <laughs> the whole nine yards. Was it the, um, the blue I, jean? Is that that's the blue jean dresses, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah back yeah, yeah. back then it was skirts yeah. and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long long skirts, long hair. You know, um, I wore pants. Couldn't couldn't wear shorts. You know, and things like that. Um, and you know, church three four times a week. And um, church in in our life, and especially being the pastor's son. You know, the pa- pastor's child. You know, church was definitely first and foremost. Yep. You know, the most important thing in our life my, my entire childhood. And, um, my dad pastored a pretty big church there in Phoenix and, um, you know, had a, had a successful ministry as far as that type of stuff goes. Did y'all, so, go, to yeah. a, did y'all go to a lot of like the, so I, I think I've probably already told you my, my father's also a pastor, right? So uh-huh. yeah, I grew up, you're describing my life as well. Right. So like, did mm-hmm. you go to a lot of the, uh, and it sounds like he traveled a bit too, right? So mm-hmm. is my guess, I guess, is he a musician? 
My dad was not no, but um, but he sang. Okay, he would sing okay. at church. So he would travel around singing, I'm guessing, right? It, he would he would travel around like his priority would be preaching, but before he would preach, he had like a couple songs that, that he was known for that he would he sing. Some you hymns. Know? Okay, you he had some good hymns yeah, that he yeah, would yeah, sing. Yeah, exactly. Not necessarily yeah. him. Oh, you do my my dad so before my dad became a preacher, he was a, a country singer, right? Okay. Made it <sighs> ton of money it all went up his nose but then he became a pastor but he, that that i'm trying to word this correctly to not make him sound like an asshole but that that showman it was still in him right so he became like <laughs> mm-hmm. a musical pastor right and he yeah yeah we did a lot of traveling around you know playing music in church you ever been to a big tent revival Yes. Yeah. That's the wildest shit would, ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, in fact, I went with a couple with my dad where uh, he would preach uh, tent revivals on reservations. Really? Native American reservations. Yeah. Okay. Did yeah, it ever, that was when did I was a kid, ever man. start raining? Did what? Did it ever start raining? <laughs> Probably. I, I don't remember. Because they start, the they Spirit, start you know? doing their thing. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, uh, it was, you know, and, and my dad, he, I, I wouldn't say that, that he was the showman type. I think that, um, that he was so passionate. You know, I, I would, I would wake up in the mornings and, and be getting ready for school and stuff, you know, and my dad would be in his office like praying and as i'm getting ready for school like i hear my dad and they're like speaking in tongues yeah yeah and stuff you yeah, know yeah. Like, like he was he was like the you know i get the real deal you know like if you want to call like my dad really a lot of these tv preachers and stuff you know i don't know but one thing i could say about my dad was he he really believed it and he was he was that preacher at home just yeah, like he was yeah. when he was you know he was 100 percent, you know sincere and and you know so it was it was it was pretty different growing up that way. But of course, I didn't know any other way of growing up. Exactly. <laughs> to me, that was normal, you know. I mean, you would have been best friends, dude. But yeah. <laughs> like Josh, have you have you the you said you went to church a bit when you were a kid, right? Yeah, and I did, and I it, went to uh, was it a I went to a church. tongues church or no? I so I no because I'm Baptist. So they do that really. too. No, oh, they do well, that but, too. Well, well, not the church that. Well, I mean. But not the church that I ever went to. There was okay. one that I did go to, and it was like they were, you know, doing that, falling out, yeah, you know, just like falling over and shit. And I was like, I'm like, I don't even know what's going on here. And I, I was like, I told my mom, I was like, dude, I don't want to come back here. That was every guy. Sunday at my church. Was the same. I didn't because yeah, I had never seen it. Oh, I, didn't, I was like, no, I don't know about this. I don't. I'm not. You know, I don't have an opinion either way, really. I don't honestly, now. But, I just know how I felt then. But I know at well, no, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't have an opinion. But when I was a kid, I was all in. Like it made oh, yeah. it made sense, right? Yeah. Then, but oh yeah, did you go to a public school, Zach? Yeah. Uh, yes, I went to both. I went to both public school and and Christian school. So. Um, when I was it, when I was a kid in, in, um, elementary school, it was, it was all public. And then my parents didn't want me going to a public high school. Yeah. Um, so my first, 
two years of high school were spent at Pentecostal schools that, that were ran by the church. Um, and then my, uh, I guess it would have been maybe the middle of my sophomore year or the end of my sophomore year. They put me in a public school and you want to talk about culture shock, right? I mean, it was gnarly, dude, you know, dude. <laughs> for me anyways. Well, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like I graduated from a private Christian school, right? My mom worked there, so I got to go for free. Right. So, uh, graduated yeah. from there and I go out into the workforce and I hear everybody saying, fuck shit. Cunt, ah, cunt, blah, blah. And it was yeah. like a, well, what's happening here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and at 18, yeah. you should be pretty well adjusted, but dog, I was like, this is how people mm-hmm. talk. This is, this is how adults talk. Wow. That's mm-hmm. you had never, so your parents had never cussed at all. Really? Only when they were fighting no. with each other in my house, not, not to y'all. No, I, I think, no. um, my, I, I think uh, one time when I was a kid, I think I heard my mom say piss, like P-I-S-S. Wow. But I, but I think I'm probably mistaken. But other than that, no, I never <laughs> heard my You're like, she would never let that blasphemy yeah, come out I'm of her mouth. I'm not putting that no. evil on her. <laughs> uh, let me, you know, I'll tell you a story of, of how, so I, I was sheltered growing up, but I don't. When I say that, I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I had a very good childhood. I, I, I right. wanted for nothing. Um, my yeah. dad um, made a good living for us. Me and my sisters were very well taken care of. So, but I, I was sheltered um, in a sense of like, I remember being, a, I was maybe 13 or 14. I, I don't remember exactly what age, but I remember being the only kid in my class that didn't know that the way you made a baby was by having sex. Oh, oh, this is a great, and, this um, is a great, hold on, hold on, hold on, don't just bypass that, calm down. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. how did you think babies remain? Uh, I thought that my, that my parents or whoever wanted a baby would just pray and then God would bless them with a pregnancy. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yours yeah. is so much more, yeah. so much more innocent and, than what I thought up, up yeah. until like third or fourth grade for me, I thought. Cause some kid told me this and I, I ran with it for years. Like, Oh, you got to pee inside of somebody and you could have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay. No, Just- I, no I, I was never told like my parents never told me like, no, you don't have sex. It just, that was just something that would just wasn't discussed. Yeah. And, I, and I, I never think got maybe, the birds and bees either. I never did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I never, you know, I, I learned it from kids at school and, yep. and I remember, um, finding out, you know, like kids at school telling me like, no, the only way that you can have a baby is by having sex and me saying, no, no, my parents never have sex. They only, they prayed. And that's how, you know, I was born or whatever. And then I went home from school and I asked my mom and I remember she told me, she said, well, Zach, you know, yes. When, when a a husband and wife get married, they do have sex to have a baby. And I remember that night laying in my bed, crying, thinking my parents were going to burn in hell. For having really? sex to have me. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. And, and trip, what age? You, you, thir- you said 13 ish ish? Around there, 12, yeah. 13. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't Right, right I don't around remember, but when your pubes start pr- like sprouting. Yeah, right around then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was old enough to be the only, you know, to get made, up, made fun of for it at school for being the only kid that didn't know. Really? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Man, I, uh, I guess I, I don't know if you're this way, Josh, but I, I was always the kid that 
like if somebody says something like you know you know the Titanic is is still there, right? I'm like, of course I do. Why don't you tell Bobby over here so he knows? Just so I can like <laughs> know what he's talking about, you know, that type of thing. You know, that yeah. type of it's like that that was yeah. me. Like that was me. Like if I didn't know something, I'm not admitting it. I hated being bullied. Fuck it. I hated it. <laughs> you know? No, I mean, I had there were there was probably some things that I was like, yeah, of course, the same same way. But I know, also know that I was like, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. <clears throat> really? I wouldn't be afraid. Some some things I wouldn't be afraid to admit. Like, of course, oh, you know how how a girl's boobs felt or something. I'd be like, oh, of course I know. Yeah, bags of sand. No. Everybody knows bags yeah, of sand. Yeah, and I'm 11. Of course I've never <laughs> touched anybody's. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by a, like you'd have to have been with like a older age girl to even have like, boobs like at that Brandon point, right? Or something. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so previous guest talked about being, he said he <laughs> fucked a chick Whenever he was 12 and she was in her 20s. And I'm like, dog, you were molested, bro. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He would not. He would not admit it. He's like, no, I fucked her. I was like, no, you're molested. You're molested. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. We hit some wild situations on here. Hey, y'all, y'all keep this. I got to piss. I'm about to piss myself. Uh, You should have brought a bottle, dude. Dude, we so got, how, uh, uh, are you from Alabama, Josh? I'm actually from I'm actually from Georgia. Okay, um, I moved out here to Alabama about two years ago. Okay, so, I still drive. I still work in Georgia though, so I still drive back. I'm only okay. about I'm, I'm like an hour and a half away from Atlanta. So okay, so you're just, just east of the of the line there. Or, I'm sorry, west of the line. West, yeah, just yeah, west yeah. of it. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's not a bad drive. I mean, I'm. You know, my job kind of it's kind of weird. So I kind of go all over Georgia. I'm actually going to be driving I'm probably three hours one way here come Monday and Tuesday. But, oh wow! you know, the way the way my job works, like it's not that big of a deal. So, yeah, I, you know, it, it doesn't bother me to to drive that far. Well, a couple of times a week. That's, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, we we looked extensively um, at Alabama to move. Um, we're we're kind of right now we're kind of tossed up between like Eastern Tennessee and and uh, upstate South Carolina. Um, right. You know, back in that area, uh, things in California just 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 getting crazy. Hey, you know, by, yeah. by by the week, man. You know, what do you what are you gonna do so, with your Tesla? With my what? With your Tesla? Oh, with my Tesla. I'm pretty oh, sure when I leave, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure to charge it so I kill the rest of the power grid out here. Okay, so yeah, per per every bit of news that we get out here in the southern states, everybody in California owns at least one Tesla, but most of y'all have two. Yeah, dude. Okay, so it's funny because you know, being from California, well, you know, you guys know, you know, everybody. If you go to a different state, everybody thinks, "Oh, you're from Texas. You're a cowboy." Everybody yeah, thinks, yeah. oh, you're from Alabama. You're, you know, you're out, you know, eating possums. Everybody thinks people from California are living in L.A. and, and are surfers. For the record, but he was for, talking about people in Alabama eating possums, not Texas. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but for, you know, for a lot of us, I mean, it, 
as you guys know, you know, because I'm sure the same stereo, different stereotypes go for your states. Just it ain't it's, it's not the case for most of us. It's just those big cities, you know, and what you see on, on the news and on TV, you know, I mean, yeah. everybody, everybody I, I run with, everybody in my town drives big old lifted trucks and hunts and fishes and, you know, just regular old good old boys. Here's where we make a turn. That's the problem with America is people like you, Zach, that are just flooding what? the goddamn economy and the fucking CO2 guy. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. I don't even vote, dude. Fuck all that. <laughs> but like, I hate politics. I hate it all. All right. So yeah. you grow up. You hit 18. You graduate. What you, what's your next <laughs> move, dude? Um, okay. So uh, um, I'll back up a little bit. Uh, 9-11 happened and I was 14 years old. Never forget. Uh, yeah. And, Wait, uh, hold on. How old are you? I'm 35. I turned I turned 35 in June. Okay, so 04? Oh, 01. 2001 was 9/11. No, 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 no I know. When'd you graduate? Oh, oh my class God of graduation. Damn it, Zach, don't make me look like an oh. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I graduated in 2006. You got to figure out that math for me here. Uh, that's 2 years. That's 2 years before me. How old are you? I'm only 32. I, I, I graduated 04. I'm 36. That's what I'm trying to figure out the math here. I'm 32. I'm 35. Okay. But, but let me tell you this. I went to kindergarten twice. Oh, hell <laughs> yeah, dude. Those lines and those Crayola lines are hard to keep in. Dude. I get hey. it. I get it. I get it. I, I wasn't get playing it. when I was a kid, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you were playing when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so, okay. Uh, so that makes a little bit more sense. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, so, 2001 uh, it, happens. You get the bug. Yeah, I yeah. Had a so few and, friends and I was get raised, that same uh, bug. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was raised, you know, real, real patriotic family and whatnot. Yeah. And 9/11 happens, and come home from school that day, and I tell my mom, uh, "I'm going to join. I'm going to join the army, and I'm going to go and, and fight in the war." And she, you know, and I'm a 14 year old kid, you know, whatever. And she's like, kind of like, "Oh, okay, son, you know, whatever, right?" Well, from that point on, I was just determined, and. Um, can when I, I was 17, um, I talked to the recruiter and my parents signed the waiver for me to join. And I turned 18 in basic training and away we went, you know, North Carolina. And, wow. uh, I went to, uh, so I went to Fort Jackson, South Carolina for nine okay. weeks of basic training. And then, um, after that, they were able to work a thing where I was able to join early. Um, nice. so I went to nine weeks of basic training in South Carolina. And then I took a little break because I was in a thing called the delayed entry program. That's a whole nother whatever. Um, but then I went to, a little while later, I went to Fort Benning, Georgia and did uh, my infantry training there. Uh, and then after that, <coughs> after my infantry training, <coughs> I got sent to uh, Fort Riley, Kansas. Um, and I was assigned to the 1st Infantry Division. And I got put in a um, in 1st Squadron, 4th Cavalry Regiment Uh it was basically a battalion of mostly cavalry scouts, but we had one company of infantry guys and we did um, like our, the unit specialty was supposed to be like, like long range recon surveillance, like scouting type stuff. And uh, <clears throat> so I was there stationed there as a brand new E1 private. Um, and I think I was there at Fort Riley for maybe, maybe six or seven months. And then we deployed um, to Baghdad, Iraq. Uh, in, let's see, I think it was April, no, February, 2007. 
think I think February 2007, we went to um, Baghdad, Iraq, and uh, we were in the Aldora district of Baghdad. That was our area of operations over there. Uh, can we backtrack? Um, can we backtrack just a little bit? We're getting way yeah, ahead yeah, of ourselves yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my bad. I'll, <laughs> I'll start spewing. No, you know, I get, it, I get. It. I don't mind interrupting if 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 I feel like we're mm-hmm. we're, we're missing something here. Is yeah, yeah. I don't know dick about like basic training and shit. I sat in front of a fucking recruiter's office for about uh, an hour. And I drove off saying, I can't fucking do it. So I'm a pussy. <laughs> I'm a fucking pussy. Okay. I thought about it for a good hot minute. By a minute, I mean in a single hour. But that was a long ass hour. Let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. But whenever you get into these, you you, you were talking about your squadrons, squadrons or your battalions or whatever, whatever they're called. Like. I don't know shit about the military. Sorry if I use the wrong terminology, but that's all good. Um, do you get to pick and choose like what you want to get into or how is that chosen? So um, when you go and, and initially talk to your recruiter, you'll take uh, what's called the ASVAB test. And I can't remember what ASVAB stands for, but it's basically Hold on, let's like figure it out. what's what's the letters. ASVAB, A-S-V-A-B. Okay, anal sex, like vaginal, services. and buttholes. Got it. Yeah, got it. <laughs> that was it. Perfect. <laughs> that was oh, so God quick. Damn it. And, uh, <clears throat> oh fuck. And based on your, uh, it, it's basically basically an aptitude test. Um, and based on your your scores, you can choose. You know, depending on what time it is, too. A lot of it changes by the needs of the military. Okay. You know, by okay. by by who they need, what they need at that point. Um, are there like a bunch of, is it like a bunch of hard questions? What if, what if you like, no, aced dude. It? what if you aced it? Do you like end up in the CIA? No. Well, I'll, no. Okay. So that's, that's what I'm asking here. Like, you know, it, it was not hard and, and I can't remember how they scored it, but I know that I did. And, and trust me, I screwed off in school and, you know, and whatever. And I did well enough that I could have picked any job. But um, no shit. I wanted to do. Yeah, I could have been, you know, a, a helicopter mechanic, like you know, whatever. Right? Why but wouldn't I, you I choose to do, that? So far away infantry. from danger. So far from danger. <laughs> I know, dude. But I just I wanted uh, I wanted to be I wanted to do infantry, and I remember my recruiter trying to talk me out of it because infantry is the easiest job to get into. Well, yeah, because that seems you're, you're like basically anybody could do your, it, right? your job is to kick doors in and shoot guns. You know, you just got to do this, right? Right. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I, I stole that from Tom Hanks and Saving Private Ryan. All I got to do is this. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, how realistic but, uh, is that movie? I don't want to dig into like your real life, you know, shit. Over oh, there, no, but, no. Like, how um, realistic I, is that movie? I know you didn't live WW2, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I could, I couldn't. What about really even tell you because those engagements are so huge compared to, to our engagements. Our engagements were were quick, quick little spats. What you about know, gener- like that, that that show Generation Kill? Did you ever watch that show? Yeah, I did okay. watch that. Everybody said that was pretty yeah. realistic. Is it pretty realistic? I did watch it, um, and I would say it wasn't bad. the The biggest thing about those about those military shows 
that that comes off to me or, or I guess a, probably a lot of other veteran dudes is is just little things that they do that are so far off, like how they talk to each other. Um, well, they're like probably the, a bit the, more of the N word used. I get that, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but a lot of it, you know, like they got in those movies and shows, they got, you know, privates talking to their staff sergeants, like they're their buddies. And oh, stuff. they get it's, their ass kicked, like right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like that. Um, but, uh, there was a movie that just came out. I think it's called The Hornet's Nest. I haven't seen that. Is it good? It's, it's been out the last couple of years. I think it's called The Hornet's Nest. And that was in Afghanistan. Um, I didn't go to Afghanistan, so I can't really tell you much about that. But that to me seemed... It was good. I can't, I can't say it was 100% accurate or realistic, but it was a good movie, and I'm really picky when it comes to military. I just wrote that, that down. Good. I'm going to check it out. What was, yeah. what, was, what, was, what do you think was worse, going to Afghanistan, or what do you think uh, Iraq would be? Um, I, Afghanistan, like I said, I've, I've never, I, I was never there, so I, I don't really have anything to compare it to, but from what I've seen in documentaries um, and things like that, I think that the um, the the combat engagements there seem to be a lot more drawn out. Uh, as far as guys would be, you know, they like the Corngall Valley and stuff like that. You know, guys were in these small little cops or the cop uh, call it a combat outpost, and they were you know taking you know like long term engagements for like days at a time and you know fighting throughout the night and things like that that was a lot different than what we were dealing with um what we dealt with was a lot of IEDs um a lot of mortar and rocket attacks and um any <clears throat> like firefight engagements would um would, wouldn't last you know like overnight i mean as far as you're fighting for 12 right. hours straight it wasn't really like that it was real right. quick like real real quick wow. engagements this you is going to so. this is going to sound like a really odd question but do you know Chef Genitals? Chef Jones? Genitals. Forgot Chef about Genitals? Yeah, on no. Instagram. Okay, he's no. he, he's also a guest of the show. He 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 was in the sandbox as well. And yeah. uh he told some wild stories about IEDs and stuff like that and his, his vehicle getting flipped over and shit like that's scary stuff, dude. That's scary yeah. shit, dude. Like I, yeah. I do not envy y'all, but I respect y'all. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I, I say that uh, when it, when I was deployed, it, I, I made some of the best and worst memories of my life. You know what I mean? Both. That, he said the while, same while thing. We he said you make yeah. brothers for life. At the same time, it sucks dick. You know, like it just, yeah, you know. yeah. And he said the people weren't bad either. Like the ones you actually come in contact with. Did you come in contact with any locals or? Oh yeah. Yeah, a on lot a, on of a them were basis. pretty cool from what he said, you know? Yeah, I mean, there it, you know, I, I was like an E4 at the time. So I, I, I was really um, just a gun on the street. You know, gotcha, I wasn't gotcha, like, gotcha. I, I, I wasn't like up there, like having conversations with uh, with the neighborhood leaders and stuff like that, you know. Um, but the, what I got from it was if you're if you're keeping their neighborhood safe and you're creating jobs and you're making it so their kids are safe to go to school, of course they're going to be good with you being there. You know what I mean? Here's a good question. And, here's uh, a good question. I don't, here's a good, this is a great question. Fuck me. All right, here we go. What's it like going into a place where there is no other race 
than what is there. Like, like let's say Iraqi people, they all look. Yeah. Does it is it racist to say Iraqi people all look generally the same? It's, it's not that I can't tell them apart, but you know what I mean. You know, yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's it's you get you get what I'm saying. Fuck that. I'm not apologizing for it my was, own goddamn show. <laughs> no, no. Like, it was um, it was a trip, man. It's you weird, know, it's, right? Uh, like, have you ever been to Mexico? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've never seen an Asian in Mexico. <laughs> Unless it's at a resort, you know. <laughs> not even then, bro. It's really yeah. rare. But I've like been in yeah. Mexico, Mexico, and I'm the I'm the minority, and it's. It's a really wild yeah. feeling and it's cool. It's fine. But like, is it, is it, it's a real culture shock when you go somewhere and I've never oh, yeah. been, I've never been to the third world. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, is, well, it's, is, wait, it's, is Mexico uh, third world? Is it, Mexico third world? It's different because, you know, they're mm-hmm. obviously it's a different country, but everything about them, everything about their culture, everything about how their society is ran. Is completely different than ours. The only similarity yeah. is they drive cars and they have males and females. Like that's the only similarity. But they're you know, in the uh, beekeeper everything. costumes, right? Like, yeah, we call them man dresses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is when we get canceled. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, hey, whatever. <laughs> All right. Let's. Okay. Let's. Okay. You finish your military career. What then? <laughs> yeah. What then, dude? Well, so, well, so, so we come back from Iraq, and and uh, I was there at Fort Riley, and we were actually getting trained up to go on a second deployment, and um, <clears throat> this is where my life like took a, a crazy wild, wild, uh, you know, turn. Actually, let let me back up just a little bit. So, okay. when I joined the military, like I told you, you know how sheltered I was and stuff growing up, things like that. When I joined the military, you know, the, I was hanging out with guys who had never stepped foot through a church before, you know, okay. who, guys who drank beer and smoked and and cussed. And, you know, it just was like complete culture shock for me. Was there access so, to that kind of stuff on base in another country? Like, could you get beer on base in, in Afghanistan? No. OK, OK. No. Yeah, no. Um, but, uh, you know, they're they're at Fort Riley when I was stateside and stuff, you know, and of course, being a. Me being the only Pentecostal on an army base of tens of thousands of guys, of course, I'm getting influenced by other people. I'm starting to question certain things from my upbringing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then I go to war. I go to Iraq. You see, you know, and that in itself, yeah. it right is is an experience. You know, so I'm 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 getting ready for my second tour. You know, three years later, four years later, and and um, I'm a good soldier at this point. You know, but my my mind is kind of like in turmoil because I'm still, I'm questioning things from when I grew up. I'm questioning things that I saw while I was deployed. I'm questioning the way that, that my, my brothers at the time had been raised and, and, you know, I'm soaking up. I'm like a sponge at this point that never got a chance to get dunked in water. And at 18 years old, I got dunked into a bucket, you know, um, I, I, similar, very similar. What I mentioned, like I got thrown into the real, real world, and it was it's yeah. it's, it's a mind fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm um, <clears throat> I'm married at the time. <clears throat> One thing that that every guy in the military will tell you that uh, if you're not married by 21, you ain't doing it right, you know. 
Everybody's got to get at least one divorce under their belt while they're in the military. <laughs> yeah, Jody, Jody shows so, up while uh, you're away, right? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I just got married, um, and I'm getting ready to deploy again. And uh, I was out with my buddies one day. It was a Thursday. We were getting ready for a long weekend. They were giving us a bunch of long weekends because we were literally like two weeks away from deploying. Like I had already packed bags and had them shipped over to Iraq. Wow. You, it takes you like a month to get the unit packed up. You're packing and, you know. So um, <clears throat> I was out on a motorcycle ride, ride with my buddies and uh, my motorcycle was leaking oil. So I told my buddy, hey, I'm going to park my bike at your house. I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to drive home for the night. So I get in my car and I had my cell phone in there. And of course, this is 2009 Back when you had like the uh, the flip phones, the yeah. slider phones, you know, the, the one the dragon. And I have like, Hell yeah, yeah, and I have like thirty missed calls from people back home in Arizona who I had not spoken to in a very long time. Whoa! And I'm like, what? Why are all these people calling me? You know, like this is this is really strange, you know. And so I get in the, get in a truck and I get on the road and phone starts ringing again. And of course, this is back when everything wasn't about your cell phone. Right now, if I got, if I saw my cell phone had 30 missed calls, I'd be calling people back right away. Yeah. You know, it was a little bit different back then. So my phone starts ringing again. And, and uh, it was one of my childhood friends, Robbie, who I hadn't spoken to, you know, in, in quite some time. And I just like, what's going on? You know, so I answer. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? You know, and. And I, I could tell in his voice because he said, hey, man, I'm just calling to see how, how you're doing, you know. And I'm like, I'm doing fine, man. Like, what's what's like, going on, you know? It's kind of weird, but yeah. Right, right. <laughs> and it, and uh, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm doing good, man. Hey, do you know why everybody from Arizona and from the church is calling me? Because he was a church friend. Yeah. And he started backpedaling. He was like, oh, oh, no, man. I was just calling us to see how you're doing. Um, you know, give me a call later. Bye. Damn. Like, okay. So then I called my wife at the time. I said, hey, babe, you know, what's, what's going on? And she said, you need to get home now. I said, tell me what's going on. She said, you need to come home right now. I said, okay. So I get home, get to the apartment. She's sitting in there crying. And I'm like, what is going on? And she tells me, you need to call your sister. I'm like, okay, you know, nobody's telling me what's going on. I call my sister. Uh, she picks up the phone. And I said, hey, Kendra, my sister's name's Kendra. I, I said, what is going on? You know, and um, I'll never forget the word she said. She said, something happened with dad. And I said, what? And she said, uh, he had his Glock in the living room and he shot himself. Jesus. And, and right, right, away, I'm, right away, I'm thinking, and my dad was an avid shooter growing up. Him and I competed together with, in pistol competitions. Um, he, was a, he was always a Glock guy. You know, so right away I'm thinking, okay, he was cleaning his pistol and, and, you know, something must've happened, you know, whatever. And so I, she said, uh, something happened with dad. He had his Glock in the living room and he shot himself. And I said, okay, well, is he, is he all right? And, uh, she paused and she said, no, he's dead. And I, and I just like, I didn't believe it. I kept telling her, I said, no, you're lying. You're lying. This, you know, he's fine. And she just kept saying like, no, Zach, like, like he's dead. Dad, dad committed suicide. And then Damn. once she said that word suicide, it was <clears throat> like, I, I can't even describe it. it. It was like a whirlwind yeah. of emotions, but I, I automatically went into um, 
not panic mode, but almost like, uh, oh, like, like tragedy reaction mode. Yeah. You know, like I, I told my, you know, I asked my sister, I said, okay, where's mom? And she told me and I said, okay, well, um, you need to have, I, I was telling her to have people from the church call me so that they could get a hold of the Red Cross. And through the Red Cross, my unit would send me on emergency leave. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I get off the phone with her. I call my platoon sergeant. I tell him what's going on. The chaplain comes out and meets with me, you know, and, and uh, the next day we drive from Kansas to uh, Arizona hauling ass, you know, to, to get over there to, <clears throat> you know, bury my dad. Um, and I, I just was just in, in a complete state of shock, especially, especially my dad's background as being a Pentecostal minister. I was thinking the same thing, yeah. brother. Like, yeah, does exactly. he have any, did he have any sort of history of that or? So according to my mom, and this is, this is stuff that I found out later. Okay that he did have um, <clears throat> history of uh, depression and anxiety and things like that. But of course, being, being a Pentecostal Pentecostal minister, you kind of push, you're it not down. going out and yeah. seeking treatment for that. Like yeah. you're just praying, you, you know, push and, it down. And, that, and, it, and it was, it had to be, it was one of those things that had to be like kept secret from the church. Are, um, are you, are you of the mind now? Like, I know that you're back in the church and everything. I'm not sure what denomination you're in and everything. I don't, I don't really don't care. It's, it's, that's your, yeah. that's your thing. Right. But like, are you of the denomination? Like there is a mixture of science and, in, in, in religion, like because of, or, or therapy, I should say. Oh, oh, for sure. You know, 100%. And, um, and I think that my dad doing what he did kind of pushed, push that a lot within within that church organization that they were a part of hell yeah you know it, it was it it sent waves through um through the country you know um throughout this church organization and it was it was just way out of left field because my dad was pretty high up within the organization yeah um so you know it's uh so it, it was a big deal not only in our lives but also within within the church um, Let me ask this question, and, dude. Like, this—if it's too much, just tell me to fuck off, okay? But <laughs> like, like, how do you? I, I assume, in, at least in the first few days, it feels unreal. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Yeah. But how do you? How do you deal? Like, I've never lost a parent, Josh. Have you? No. Okay, so I don't know what that would even feel like, and and, and I actually dread it. You yeah, know? yeah, I dread, yeah. I have well, I have resentments against my parents for sure, right? And we don't talk a whole whole whole, whole lot. I think, but my, at the same time, like I'm just like, man, if that happens, it's my, gonna be a bummer. I think my feelings towards it. I think my feelings start different though, because my dad's a firefighter, so. I think I worry about my dad. Okay, and th but think about that same thing. I mean, yeah. obviously it's a different aspect, but how do you, how do you deal with that situation? Yeah, how do you deal with that though? Uh, well, the, the biggest thing I can say is time heals all things, man. I mean, it's, it, you know, it, it was yeah. absolutely devastating and crushing at first. It tore our family apart. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but as, as time goes on, you know, I, I can, 
I could talk about my dad and, and all the details of it now. And I don't, I mean, yeah, there's emotions there, but it's, it's not difficult for me to talk about like it, like it was maybe when it this was 2009. It's, it's been 13 years. I don't want to right? dig up you a know? bunch of like weird emotions. I was just wondering, you know, like, like yeah, was, yeah. was it, was it a, a difficult thing to process? Oh. I guess it, that's the question. Oh, it was, you know? it was, it was unreal. And, um, and it, the, the biggest thing was, was that he committed suicide, you know? So wondering what was going through his head before he pulled the trigger. And, you know, there's a lot of people that, that feel suicidal. I've, I've felt suicidal before. There's to. a lot of people that I've been there. Yeah. And, it, but feeling suicidal or checking yourself into the hospital because you might want to kill yourself and then actually loading the gun and pulling the trigger. You're talking some next level yeah. mental that's battle. A, that's you know? a real so, motherfucker of a situation, yeah. Right, you know, and and people, you know, say, you know, it's the coward's way out. That's that's the first nah, thing that, fuck, that people... If you say that, fuck you, you're a faggot. I'll say it yeah, right I, now. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe... I, I think that maybe it's a case-by-case case basis, but honestly, I think if you're really willing to put a gun to your head and pull the trigger that ain't something a coward would do no a coward might might That's fake for, it for attention yeah. um, you know it's, it's pretty, it's, or, or i think whatever. it takes but, a lot more to actually you know pull what I mean? the trigger yeah now. i'm an attention yeah. whore and there's no way i'm doing that so <laughs> it takes i think it takes a lot more to pull that trigger that's not a yeah. coward uh, that's i've been sitting here trying to figure out how to uh Lighten the mood with a dick joke, but there's no way to do it. I think we just move on to the next thing. <laughs> just transition. <laughs> All right. So after that, what happens, brother? So uh, we bury my dad, and um, I go back to Fort Riley. Are you in any I, sort of a? Point, are you in any sort of a state of like depression or anything like that at this point, or, or just are you just living I, life? Yeah, I mean, you're talking, you know, just a, a week or so after, and it wasn't definitely depression, but more just complete and utter shock. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, sadness, um, you know, and also, you know, I had my mom and my two younger sisters, and my youngest sister, she was only like 13 or 14 at the time, so just just a kid. Um, so I felt like I had to you know, be there to take care of them. I, I had to go over funeral details because my mom couldn't do it. Um, you know, so I, I was less in mourning mode and more like in Biz- soldier mode, yeah, I guess you could say. Mode, as business far mode, as, yeah. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so um, we, we get back to Fort Riley, my wife and I, and I'm, and I'm getting ready to deploy again, you know, literally within a matter of days. And um, on the phone with my mom and my sisters constantly. And... Um, Excuse me. My mom was really, really struggling. Um, Just, you know, I mean, I I couldn't even imagine her husband of, you know, almost 30 years, you know, shoots himself. I mean, I I couldn't imagine. And and also that all the stigmas of the of the religion that that we were a part of, too, you know, built on piling on top of that. Um, So it's getting to the point where I'm realizing you know, my family needs me right now more than the army does, you know? And, uh, so I ended up talking with a chap with one of my chaplains. We talked to my company commander, went all the way up to like our brigade commander. Um, and they ended up giving me, um, 
what was called a dependency hardship discharge. Um, basically, it was an honorable discharge, but basically it was one of those things where, hey, your family needs you more than we do. And obviously this is a, a disastrous type situation. This isn't just like, hey, my grandpa's sick. Like, you know, this is obviously a life-changing situation. And um, so they, they honorably discharged me uh, and I came back to California, um, but I still served in the National Guard for another three years, which I, that was just kind of like a weekend warrior type thing. Yeah. How does that so, work? If you're, if you join the National Guard, it's just like every weekend or every other weekend or what? Like It's, it's once a month. It, uh, God, I could join the National Guard and get some fucking discounts at IHOP. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. But, uh, so we, we come back to California, my, my wife and I. Oh, and I forgot to mention this. On the day that we buried my dad, my wife and I find out that we're pregnant, that she's pregnant. Wow. The, and, you know, it's like, hey, God gives, God takes away type thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we find out that we're pregnant with uh, my daughter, who's she'll be 13 in April. So, um just keep, yeah, you can keep, yeah, you can just keep. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Does <laughs> Burley got to pee again? Yep. I might pee when he gets back. <laughs> you just go, if you so, got to uh, go, if you got to go, we can just, he can just edit this out. Okay. Yeah. Let me, let That's me pee cool. real quick. Let's just, let's just yeah. everybody just go pee. Burley, you got to edit this out. And- everybody left at once? No. Yeah. Yeah. We did. I did this to keep it going. Well, he was like, I got to go pee. Oh, you. Uh, and I said, I said, just go pee. All right. <laughs> he just edit it out. Well. So. All right. Should have warned me. All right. I got to plug my phone in. Hold on. Keep talking, guys. That's all right. All right. So. Um, we. Uh, we come back to California. And. Uh, you know, I'm just like kind of at a loss at this point. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going to do, where my life is at. Um, when I was in the Army, I had planned on making the Army a career. I, I had wanted to stay in for, for 20 years. I wanted to do another deployment. I wanted to become a drill sergeant. You know, I, I did not plan on getting out of the Army at all. And here I am at, I was 23, 24 at the time. And um, I'm just here in California, no direction of what I'm going to do, you know. and so I get a job at a factory with one of my cousins um, and start working. And, and I was dealing with, at this point, I, I think just, I was just so angry at the world. I, was, I, I hated the world. I hated the church. Um, I, I hated everything. And, it, and I think that it was a culmination of, you know, the suicide of my dad, you know, what, what I experienced during the war. Um, being sheltered as a child and then just being released into the, you know, into the wild. Um, I just, I didn't care about anything. I didn't care about my wife. I didn't care about our, our child uh, that had been born. My daughter at at this point was just a couple months old, you know? Um, And I just wanted to, can we, to raise, to raise hell, you know, I say something like, like, Josh, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it I think it's weird. Like I think guys have that similar situation. I don't know if you did, Zach, on your other children, but 
when my kids were born, like, I'm just like, got a kid now. Like it didn't really kick in for me for Ed, a few months. Ed, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, same way. Yeah. I'm the same. Do you know there's like a genetical thing that like genetical, that's a real world word. I don't care what yeah. you say, but there's like a genetic thing where like kids come out looking more like the father at the, at the very beginning, like when they're first born. And it goes back to like whenever we were whatever we were before humans to where we don't kill our kids beforehand to like try to fuck again, to try to breed again. That's so they look. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I believe it. I believe it. Because my kids yeah. both look like me at the beginning. Now they look like their mom. Thank God. I'm an ugly motherfucker. Yeah. So. <laughs> like, so. Oh, same. My, my son, he's. Um, my son, he's turned 13 months a couple days ago and, and probably his first four or five months of life, everybody said he looked just like me. And, that, and that's, that's yeah. a, that's yeah. a, that's a, I hate to use the word evolutionary trait, but it's an evolutionary trait. <laughs> of, mm-hmm. who, uh, somebody, so, somebody thinks that you're cute on the live. So, oh yeah. Whoever's, I think- oh, I know who uh, Stephanie says you are the one in red is cute. <laughs> Yeah. So that's my wife. I know. Yeah, I figured it was. I, I, <laughs> okay, I didn't yeah. want to throw the last name out there. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, dude, fucking. Uh, OK, so you're you're pissed off at the world at this fucking point. And yeah. And 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 also to it, like going I'll, I'll flash back to my childhood real quick. I, I think because I was so sheltered, I was always enamored with. um like, have you seen the movie Goodfellas where at the beginning, Ray Liotta says, I've always wanted to be a gangster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I know where you're going with this that, and I feel this. Dude, that, that resonates with me. Um, and, you know, growing up in Phoenix. Uh-oh. We Uh-oh. lost you. What'd you do? No, he's, he's still there. I it see is. you, but I can't hear you. What happened little, to the sound? Got a little sketch. What'd you do with the sound? <laughs> Gotta love a live. What happened? Nothing happened. I was away from the computer. You can't blame me. Let's see. What happened? Can you hear us? Maybe you leave again. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, bounce off and jump back on, brother. Do it real quick. We'll keep it going. We'll keep it going. We'll keep it going. Were you a, a fan of Goodfellas, bro? So I have so I watched it um recently, but I didn't finish the whole fucking thing. That's your first time watching it? Yeah. I've I've only I've watched the Sopranos about three fucking times, and then I was like, you know what? I need to fucking watch the beginning of all the shit, you know? Dog, you're killing me. You're I killing know. me. I Good really fellas. hate fucking telling people that I haven't seen a movie because the text is about to blow up. You haven't watched The Simpsons or the goddamn Goodfellas, dude. <sighs> Ever since I could remember, I w- talk to me, brother. Can you hear me now? I can there hear you. Go. All right, let me add hey, you. You know to what me- it is, dude? I I think because my wife has this MacBook all hooked up with her phone. You know the problem is. So a I Mac. wonder if the problem is a Mac. Yeah. Let's yeah, be right. honest here. <laughs> I'm adding so, you back to the stream. There we go. All right, we're good. Yeah, we are back, senor. Okay, 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 okay. So we yeah. were just. So, Shit, we were just shitting on Josh for never seeing Goodfellas. Uh, <laughs> so, so growing up in Phoenix, 
a lot of my friends in the church growing up were, were Mexican kids who their like older brothers were like cholos and, and yeah. you know, stuff like that. And I always was enamored with the low riders, the, the creased up dickies, the hair nets, the gangster. Like, you know, I just thought it was so cool. And I remember being a kid, like wanting to get tattoos when I got older, even though in my mind at the, at the time, I knew it was a sin, but I still wanted to get tattoos when I got older, you know, whatever. Yeah. So here I am. 23 years later with the perfect ex excuse to go crazy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and so. Wait, okay. Uh, what, what did you start with? Um, so let's see, kind of my first, um, exposure to, I guess you could call the outlaw lifestyle. Um, I was really into riding motorcycles. Um, and I get out of the, uh, army and I, I decide I want to join a motorcycle club. Were you an Opie guy? <clears throat> a what? Opie. Opie. <laughs> Were you Opie? I was Opie. I was Opie all day, dude. <laughs> Who was your guy? Uh, Jack? Well, you were a Jack's guy. I know you were a Jack's guy. No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, the, when the, when we considered ourselves, you know, like, like real bikers. So no, uh, we dude, didn't watch, the TV we didn't show, watch the, Sons of Anarchy. But the Sons of Anarchy <laughs> is all I think about when I think of fucking motorcycle gangs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah, Sons Anarchy all day, dog. <laughs> Fucking so, what's that? <laughs> God damn it, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know what it is, but I've literally never watched it. Oh my god. Well, Have I, you I watched tell you, you know, being huh? Have you watched Sons of Anarchy? A little bit, but when it was first coming out was uh when I first got into the club scene and watching that show or at least admitting to watching that show was a big no-no. Dog. Because because that was Hollywood, you know what I mean, and we were the real deal. We yeah, thought. but come you on know? now, like it had to have been pretty good. Like they had the Hell's Angels there to like talk to them and shit. Yeah, you know, in, in fact, I I think there was a real a, a few you know members who were a part of that show. I, I don't know. I I can't speak on that. I don't I don't know. You know, okay. Um, so I, I'm not going to ask you who your your affiliates are, um, but mm -hmm. like in my area, we have the Banditos. Yeah, like that's that's the Houston, the big Houston crew. You see them all yeah. over. You see them wearing their cuts and everything around town. Yeah. Like, is it a whole process to get into a MC? Yeah. Yeah. What's, um, how long so, is the process? I guess I, I want to keep this brief as fuck because we are running out yeah. of time and we have yeah, a yeah. lot to cover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, um. It's it's a long process and a lot of it is dependent on the club. Um, I've seen it. I've seen it be six months for some clubs. I've seen it be a minimum of a year for others. I've seen it be, you know, three, three to four years for for um, for other clubs. You know, it's just it's just dependent on that club. And there's definitely a hierarchy of clubs. Um, are there any clubs you know, so. that are keeping it all above board? Above what? Above board. And in, what do you mean, like in in a like legal not, sense? <laughs> oh, in a oh, for sure, for sure. So there's yeah, just a bunch of friends hanging out. Well, so you have uh, out here in California, you have MCs, which are motorcycle clubs, and then you have RCs, which are riding clubs. And the riding clubs um, 
I've never been a part of one, yeah, but they're, they, that they're more gay. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they're more like your, uh, you know, like like your family oriented type thing. You know, guys that just want to ride ride motorcycles and stuff. Um, for for other clubs and stuff like that, it's a it's a full on lifestyle. You know, I I went a couple years where the only vehicle I had was my Harley, and I would ride no three hundred sixty five days. Yeah, that's all I had was a Harley. You know. Um, but uh, I could tell you it's it's nothing like Sons of Anarchy. I wasn't out there doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And, uh, you know, it, I wasn't some well, some Billy badass guy that you'd see on Gangland. I, that's, that's not me. Can, not, you, you know. can you at least say that you were Opie? Opie was the coolest <laughs> guy. He was the coolest you know, guy. I had, well, a, I had a I shaved wanna- head and everything back then. I want to ask you. Okay, well, so what? What do you do in the motorcycle club? Yeah, what do you like, do why, in a motorcycle why, why club? Such a why are they so so much more badass than just riders? They because got cool they, ass yeah. vests. Vests are cool. Um, for me, for me personally, I, I can only speak for me. Um, I I felt that that I was more badass than your average guy that owns a Harley that on your block. Because for me, I, I ate, slept and breathed motorcycles. I, I rode every single day. Um, and, uh, and it, it wasn't just, uh, uh, a leisurely activity for me. It was my life. And could you um, build a motorcycle from motors? I'm drunk. A motorcycle <laughs> from scratch. Could you do that? No, no, really? Well, and no. you had a vest. Dog. Yeah. Well, can, <laughs> I want to know, but I want to know, like, I mean, were you like beating the shit out of people? Were you like, like, uh, what was, I mean, what made. What's the allure? The allure. Such, yeah. such a badass. Like, I, I'm just at, like, I don't know. I'm just, I really, I, I, I think really have zero fucking idea. Um, I think that the allure is the is the unknown. The allure is the secrecy. You know, um, the allure is people who've never lived in that world asking the questions that you guys are asking. Oh hell yeah, dude! It, it, like you, you know what I mean? I, I think it's like why are people uh, ask questions about the Freemasons? Because nobody really knows. You were you took the words out of my mouth. I'm like, I want to be a Mason because I don't have a motorcycle. <laughs> right. So, right. <laughs> If I drive my yeah. Lexus up to the Freemasons, they'll probably let me in. Let's be honest here. Burley all, rules. All, all I'll say to, I, I mean, all I was, I was involved in, in the motorcycle club scene for, for several years. Um, you know, and, and being involved in that scene, I think was what introduced me to that outlaw lifestyle. Um, so even, did, even if maybe. So huh? it's not where, like, so it's not like the mob where you can say, this shit doesn't exist. But where does it go from there? I to answer your question, Josh, I don't I can't there's so many motorcycle clubs that it, that I could I couldn't I couldn't really speak on that to to know right. what what each each motorcycle club is doing. I know that there are motorcycle clubs that 100% are groups of family that ride to the mountains to have a picnic on the weekend. Those right. are the gay and there's ones. other motorcycle clubs <laughs> that might be doing different stuff. I, that's, I can't really speak on that. Right. You know what? Um, I'm, I'm going to be 
This is not Zach talking. This is Burley talking. Can we get <laughs> me into a motorcycle club? But I don't have a motorcycle. I have zero want to ride a motorcycle. This one would be cool. Cool. Join the Iron Order. Join the Iron Order. You can Iron join online. Order sounds like fucking Nazis, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Google want to the join Iron Nazi. Order when you're done. <laughs> Listen, dude. I, I I look like a Nazi child, but I'm not one. All right. <laughs> All right. So so okay. So you're okay. in you're in the motorcycle club. Where where does that lead? Where how do you? It's so um on. On my own accord, this had nothing to do with the club, but I, I started getting, experimenting with drugs. Um, started out, of course, you know, smoking weed like everybody and um, started doing cocaine. Um, you know, I was doing ecstasy. I was, you know, snorting Oxycontin, whatever I could get my hands on. You know, I, I was doing it. Um, I just, I really like just getting effed up. You know? I've, been, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so... <clears throat> Uh, one night I'm hanging out with somebody and, uh, and I, we were like drinking, you know, and I was telling him, I was like, Hey man, I want to, I want to bust down a line while I was talking about, about Coke, you know, yeah. cause I, he seemed like the type of individual that would have some Coke. And, um, so he goes in the back room and calls me back there a few minutes later. And, uh, he has a mirror, you know, with some lines on it. So I'm like, Oh heck yeah. You know? So I, I, um, my go-to was a business card. I would get a business card. I would rip it in half and I would roll it up like a straw. Okay. And, you, didn't, uh, you didn't have a lucky bill. I see. I never, <laughs> I never liked the dollar bill because I thought too much, uh, too much dope would get wasted in the fold. Okay. See, I have a, well, I had, had, can I, can I wink right here? <laughs> I had a lucky $2 bill that might may or may not still be in my wallet that might roll up <laughs> if I were to unfold it. Um, <laughs> but so I, um, that was my go-to. So, I, so like, like, so it sounds like you got tricked into it. Like I did. No, no, I didn't get tricked into it. I was, I was asking to do some drugs and you know, no, he had but, some but drugs. you didn't know what you were taking. That's the point I'm making. I, I didn't, um, yeah. I didn't, but, uh, so I, I snort the line and, I, and I knew something was different because it burned, you know, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what was that? You know? And, and he says, Oh, that's uh, uh he called it something. He's like, he's like, Oh, that, that's some dope, you know? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay. But dope could be anything. Dope could be, you know, weed. You yeah. Know? But I was just like, Oh, okay. You know? And so we parted the rest of the night, you know, we're out, this was out like on a ranch, you know, so we're shooting shotguns up in the air and having a good old time. And, I finally go to bed the next morning. Can, and, can uh, we all vouch for how awesome drugs and firearms go together? They're pretty awesome. That's why. That's why that <laughs> de whole definitely responsible for sure. Yeah, that that's why that whole like task force is together: drug, alcohol, and <laughs> firearms. That's why they're together right. because they mm -hmm. go together. They're pretty fun. <laughs> this is in Cali. Yeah, y'all have firearms in Cali. That that's awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Common misconception. Everybody thinks y'all aren't allowed to have them. Dude, I, like I like I said earlier, all my all my buddies are hunters, fishermen, you know, good old boys, man. But uh so the very next day of me waking up, I'm asking him for more. I'm like, hey man, let me get wow. let me get some more. 
Okay. And uh, he's like, oh, are you sure? And I, and I remember telling him, like, man, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I'm, I'm good. You know, let me get some. And uh, it was it because, off to the races. Is it because it was just one line in that did you for the night? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, so, I stayed up, you know, all night and slept the next day. So but I the, just remember. For the listeners, cocaine is generally like every half hour or more, maybe to an hour, you're going to want another bump, another line, whatever. Yeah. One line, of me- one line of meth will last you the night, you know, yeah, and it's not yeah. a cool thing. It's not a cool thing. It, it'll get you. Uh, I did it one time and that was. Don't say for the listeners because this is, uh, this is new for Josh here too. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey Josh, whenever I come over, don't let me offer you meth. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm going to open my, give me one second. I'm gonna yeah, some yeah, yeah. Here. yeah me- meth is a fucking weird one, dude. Like I did it on, I, I literally did it on accident one time. Somebody you said did it. it? Accidentally, I thought oh, it was wow. I thought it was powder. I thought it was coke, you know, and and yeah. I hit it. I was in Louisiana oh, of all places. That's a pretty that's a pretty terrible fucking accident. It hurt as soon as it hit my nose. <laughs> that's a, that's and a went, pretty terrible fucking accident. <laughs> it hurt as soon as it hit my nose and I went, oh I'd be pissed Lord. at that accident. When you're already drunk, so, um, you just live in it. Yeah. Yeah. So it uh, it was off to the races for me. And um you know, I'm, I mean, within, you know, it, it went from me doing it once a week to, you know, to where I was staying up, you know, five, six he days freeze? at a time, staying awake. What's that like? That's something I never experienced. What is five days awake like? Like just being spun out. Um, I've been two so days and that's tops and that was all just yeah. the powder, you know? Yeah. So um, I would do like a lot of dope um my i would do like a run you know like five up two down five days awake two days sleeping five days awake yeah, two days sleeping. you said that and that my, blew my mind yeah yeah so um my my first like lines and, and i like to snort it you know people can shoot yeah. it up yeah, you can yeah smoke yeah. it you know i i preferred snorting it i felt that it lasted longer that way but I would, uh, I would chop up two lines, you know, like like two pinkies, railroad spikes, railroad spikes. Hell huh? yeah, yeah, dude, like like gaggers. And um, <laughs> I would get my business card that was always my go-to, and uh, I would hit one, and hit the other, back to back, and um, get real, real. Your your body just gets real, real cold, and you start, you know, sucking it back to catch that drip, and you, you swallow drip, it. Yeah. And, um, and then you're just, you're on one, you're on one. And, um, I I would be at my house and this is before I, before I was homeless, which wasn't much long after. Don't spoiler uh, alert, spoiler alert. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I would, and I would do the dope in my garage, you know, um, cause I would be trying to hide it from my girlfriend at the time and, and, you know, just trying to, I, I thought nobody knew. But of course, everybody knew. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so I would do two big old gaggers, and I would be in my garage, you know, rearranging the entire garage or taking my Harley apart or something, you know. And then I look at my phone; it's been thirty six hours. Holy shit! Holy I haven't shit. eaten. I haven't, you know. So I'm like, oh, well, I guess I better eat something, you know. But 
when, when you're doing meth, it's flooding your body with so many endorphins that you're not, even though your body's hungry, your mind isn't, your mind's not telling you to eat, you know, and you have to force yourself to eat. Yeah. So, um, I would, you know, it would be 24 hours, you know, it'd be a whole day, a day and a half, you know, and to me, it just felt like a couple hours. Are you, holding, I've been in are there. you holding down a job this entire time? For a little while. Yes. Okay. For a little while I was able to, um, when I got real bad, I, I couldn't hold my job down because I would go to work for three days and I hadn't slept in between shifts. Wow. And I was a forklift driver. Certified. So here I am. Certified. Driving, yeah. Certified. certified. <laughs> they didn't know they were in the presence of a certified that pussy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, here I am driving a forklift around and I've been awake for four days. and. Even though I was wide awake, your body has to sleep. You know, you've been awake so you've been awake for so long that you can't even tie your shoe. Yeah, but you can't sleep because you, because you're on meth. But your but your mind and your body is so deprived of nutrients and rest that you know you can't even hardly open your car door. Do you, uh, in this in this process, are you trying to go to sleep and you just? So it reminds me of powder, where like you're just listening to your heartbeat go while you're trying to go to sleep. Yeah, similar, I mean, and I would similar uh, situation. I would try, um, yeah. And the, but the come down, the come down off off of meth is absolutely insane. You you know, there's there's a clinical term called meth psychosis. Yeah, and you you literally go into like a like a psychosis where you think there's demons. I mean, absolutely insane, dude. I mean, I. I it's it's scary dude like just insane okay you know? so, so you mentioned in the video that that started this whole process of you coming on the show of you having some uh scars on your body and stuff what what makes people itch on methamphetamines so okay so it's it's not the when you see a tweaker that's like on the street or like a crackhead and they're like doing yeah, all this yeah, yeah. I, I i never got to that point that's like like they say on fool's gone wild like years of abuse yeah <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah but what are the what, I, what causes I, the to, i've always and the funny term to me is itchy blood is that a thing <laughs> uh no so so what it is and i remember googling it like when i was using like trying to figure out what it is and from what I found on the internet at the time was crystal meth is extremely toxic and poisonous to your body. Right. And so when you ingest it, your body is trying to get rid of it, but because you're not eating, you're not shitting it out because you're not drinking water. You're not really peeing it out. So Dude, that's it tries a good to fucking point. I never even thought of that shit. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy so, shit. I never even thought about that. Yeah, so it will excrete the methamphetamine through your sweat and through your pores. Um, there's been times since I've gotten clean that I'll be in a gas station bathroom and I'll smell somebody sweating out dope. I'll really? Smell really? Yeah. You're a goddamn bloodhound, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, uh, and so it would, uh, you know, develop like boils or, or like, you know, little like, 
a, a little thing on your skin and, and you're, when you're tweaking, you're so like zoned in Yeah. and you'll sit there. I mean, I would sit there for hours, hours picking at one spot. But what is the spot? What makes you start a spot? A little scratch. Uh, or something. Just something where I think I can squeeze something uh, okay. out. Okay. So you might have like a pimple or some shit and you'll just go after exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Dude, that makes so much more sense. That fucking I've always wondered yeah. why do these motherfuckers got sores and shit? I know meth doesn't yeah. cause that. It's them yeah. just being bored and fucking going after themselves. Exactly. Hell exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I never so I never had it on my face. For me, it was real bad on my arms and my shoulders. Um but, uh, but you know, somebody, how, okay. A guy can, I'll have an, can I ask uh, a weird question? You know, man to yeah. man. Yeah. How often are you jerking off on meth? So <laughs> that needed a swig of beer. <laughs> so he has an answer. So he has an answer. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, was a uh, quick, it was a quick, okay. So, <laughs> Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but back to the picking, okay? Um, <laughs> like, a, when you see people real bad with it on their face, yeah, um, a, a guy will have, like, an ingrown hair. And, and he'll lean into that mirror, it. yeah, and he'll be doing this for hours. Hours. Fun story. You want to hear okay. a fun story? Yeah. I went up to o- Oklahoma, right? Real bad meth area, right? And uh, this was back when I was in my wigger phase, right? I had chains. And my, bu- <laughs> and my, and my buddy's like, give me one of your chains. Young Burley. Yeah, Young Burley was a rapper. DJ Trisket. <laughs> um, yeah. White, white, white chocolate. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, anyways, so my buddy's like, give me one of your chains. We're staying at one of his buddy's house. He's from Oklahoma. He moved to Houston, we went up there. Anyways. It's a meth house. Like this dude was stirring a pot and I'm like, why are you stirring so slow? He's like, if I hit the sides, this friction might blow the house up. I'm like, God, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> you know? And this is where I'm sleeping. Okay. So he said, give me one of your chains. Like, okay, cool. I hand them to him. He breaks it into three pieces. Just totally snaps my chains. Right. Puts it on the coffee table. He said, just wait till morning. Next morning, I wake up. You could not tell that those chains were ever broken, dude. This dude just sat there just tediously. Oh, yeah. Just fucking with it. And he fixed it. And it looked perfect. It was crazy. So I I get what you're saying there. (laughs) We're like, you zone in on something. You fucking go, you know. Dude, I would I would have. um, Of course, you know, I was selling drugs too you know and uh i would get a uh you know a giant bag of weed Uh, i would get a giant bag of weed and a giant bag of meth and i would sit there with a scale and a bunch of little baggies that you can get at the smoke shop you know yeah the little the baby ziplocs yeah 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 and i would i would weigh up like 50 10 sacks of weed and then i would weigh up like 30 10 sacks of meth and then I would like get them all like nice and like organize and like take pictures of yeah. it and stuff like to show my clients. And then I would pull it up, put it all back in the big bag and then I would reweigh it again. Like just tweaking, just spun out, you know, that's it, crazy. It was insane, dude. 
Absolutely insane. I'm only going to say this one time and one time only, and this is only because you understand it, Zach. Yeah. If you go to certain porn sites and you type in spun out, you can watch dicks get sucked with like these spun out chicks. It's fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to take your word for it. All right. I'm just throwing that out there. Anyways. Okay. How, I'm just gonna take uh, your so you, you said you went from motorcycle gang to actual gang life. Do we are like three minutes past overtime? Are we good here? Um, yeah, let me just uh, let me let me just give you the cliff notes. So, uh, yeah, so I, I ended up being so spun out and so bad on drugs um, that. I end up slash. Quitting the motorcycle club slash getting ousted from the motorcycle how do you club. Quit a, how do you quit one? Is it, is it a big deal? Uh, it, it can be. It can be. Um, okay. But, you know, I, I was bringing, you know, I'm, I'm running around town in my colors with, you know, stolen guns. Oh, okay. 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 It, okay. It, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was, you know. Like you can't be in the club and be a full blown drug addict. You and were I was trying Opie. To balance it. You were Opie. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. But uh, so, uh, and at this point, I'm hanging out with like full on drug addicts. Like I'm hanging out with heroin addicts that are shooting up heroin in the bathroom at the park. Are these people that uh, you knew before, or is just through your your connection? They, they, these were people that I met through. Okay. Okay. Acquiring drugs. Yeah. That I that I met through through drugs. Um, and I'm homeless at this point. Um, Wait, can you, oh shit. I know we're running out of time. God damn it. How does that happen? How does that happen? Do you just, you're just like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep using it. We'll figure it out or. So, um, I'm living at a house and I got, uh, my, my girlfriend left me, you know? And so I'm, I'm at this house. I'm not working. I'm not paying rent. We got no power. We got no water. I'm just on a, I'm on like a six month drug bender in this house. And at you know, that the only point, time I'm like, why are you using, or are you just being like, fuck it? Pretty much. Really? I just, I, I was so addicted. It just, you know, it, I was so miserable in my life and I was so pathetic that the only way I could feel better at the time, short term was to use. Can I ask you this question? Cause I, I've had this very same thought in my brain whenever I was using, I was like, yeah, I could keep this going for another 40 years. I don't think I, I wasn't even, I was a powder guy. I should say that. Yeah. Yeah. See, Coke, Coke's a totally different animal. But it because, was daily. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine yeah. an eight ball a day? Cause that was me. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting. Well, no. I mean, were were yeah. you were you scared to get out of the club? No, no, no. I wasn't like, scared. I to mean, get out. I think I was. You know, like like there's there there's things that you can't talk about now. So you think Opie's scared? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking well, well, about. The, the stuff. Uh, the stuff that I can't talk about now, it's not like, 
It's not like I'm holding secrets that would put people in prison. It's it's nothing like that. It's just you just it's your friends still. They're they're your friends. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's there's yeah, okay. some there's some of those gentlemen that I that I still Okay, talk maybe to I worded it wrong, but and and club business is club business and I'm not a part of the club no more. So, so therefore it's not my business. Say, like right. you know what I mean? Um but you're not worried but, uh, but you're not worried like but but are you worried that if you but if you said something somewhere not necessarily on the podcast but just said something somewhere that it would get back and then like the repercussions or um if 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 i went around talking out of my ass you know for sure and and i think that's that that goes for anybody that was that was formerly in that life you know if right if you go around running your mouth and you know it, it uh you know you you could be talked to for sure, you know. When do the tattoos hit the face? Uh, when I was in jail, I got I got my face tattooed. God so, damn, um, I feel like we fast forwarded it a lot. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you, you know what? So, so he's he, we're we're past unless you have like a very fast forwarded to this. He's gonna have to come back on. It might be. Do we need to do a part two next right. week? Do we have to do a part two of this? Because I'll do a part two next week. Are you down? I mean, if you, I mean, seven days from hey, now, are you ready for a part two? I'll do a part two next week. Next next Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because because right now we're because le- right now we're kind of getting to like some good stories. I got. Yes, I got let, stories let, about. Okay, uh, if, if you can one hundred percent say you're in for part two next week, because we didn't even get to the rage and pillage questions uh, or the have, music. Yeah, no. I feel like hey. we have this. Dude. This could be more than a part two. Yeah, <laughs> you of, got of, a of fucking life. Too. All right, you know what? Let's do it. Like, if you're down, I'm gonna cancel the person next week, and we're gonna make this happen. You in? Yeah, let me, you know, check what? that Let's, calendar, uh, check I'm that calendar right now. Freaking the 22nd next, next Thursday is the 22nd. Si senor, you in? I'm in, dude. All right, dude. Tell people where the fuck they can find you. Dude, you're so goddamn interesting. <laughs> I'm saying. Well, hey, well, and, and uh, yeah, so next, so next week we'll pick up, you know, where, uh, where I was basically really getting deep into my addiction. Where, where can they you find know, well, you though? Like, where can they find your social medias? And, oh, okay. And your okay, dick pics so, and all that good stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, for the dick pics, you're gonna need super zoom and hit up my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, so Instagram, uh, brother Max Barbecue. That's B R O T H A H underscore Max underscore BBQ. That's Instagram. I got my cooking on there. I got my Whatever my BS on there. I've recently gotten into hunting, so I post hunting stuff now. Uh, TikTok, same thing. Brother Max Barbecue on TikTok. Josh, so, do not let me forget to talk about the hunting because I'm really interested in that too. Because I just saw that. Sweet. Yeah, dude, I've just gotten into it, and I'm like, I'm a hundred on it, dude. Yeah. Dude, thank you so fucking much for coming on, Josh. Hit your fucking plugs, dude. Awesome. You know, you, you already know everybody. JDS underscore BBQ underscore pit no see i do that every fucking <laughs> you already time. know motherfuckers you, know what? you already know you know what <laughs> oh you already know 
<laughs> you already know. I'm too drunk. Let's just fucking piss off on it. Wait, no, just say it, dog. I lose I lose followers on this, <laughs> so it doesn't even matter. No, that's just a being associated with Burley. Have a good night, everybody. Hey guys, if y'all like what y'all heard, fucking uh follow Burley uh Burley Rage on Instagram now. I just switched <laughs> over. I'm no longer Burley Boy Barbecue. I'm the artist formerly known as Burley Boy Barbecue. I'm Burley Rage now. So oh, find yeah. me on there. Fucking <laughs> if you want to call into the show, ask this man some questions. You got a goddamn week. Ask this man some questions. You can yeah. call into the show. Leave a voicemail 210-570-0290. Leave this man some questions. He'll answer him. Am I right, Zach? Yes, sir. Oh, hell yeah. Can we get one of these? Oh, hell yeah. Where'd the oh, button go? Yeah. Oh, there it went. Give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So, to oh, find the fucking yeah. podcast on uh, Rage and Pillage Pod on fucking uh, Instagram. What's the uh, Instagram or the, sorry, the Facebook? Josh, what is it? What is it? Rage and Pillage it's, Podcast it, it, on Facebook. It's Rage right? and Pillage Podcast on Facebook. Hell yeah. Yo, you fucking queers jump on there and fucking we'll have a good time. Post whatever you want. I don't, dude, I don't give a fuck what you post in the group. Post it in the goddamn group. If it's a bunch of whores, <laughs> let's go. There are no <laughs> rules. There's no rules. I don't give a fuck, dude. I, don't give, I do not give a fuck. Zach, no thank rules. you. Next week, we in? Hell yeah. Yes, let's sir. Let's fucking yeah. go. Hell yeah. I'm thank down. you, brother. <laughs> See you next week, dude. Uh, See all right, Bubba. Have a good one, Josh. See you. All right, Barely. And if you don't know, now you know, dude.